Hello, I'm Amber Lowther and welcome to another episode of Fashion Avenue. I've been blogging fashion and beauty for nine years and I also work as a journalist. I've always been obsessed with fashion and beauty and I love hearing from people who share their knowledge and insight in how you can make it in this industry. Speaking of that, today I'm chatting to Elizabeth Formosa, founder of fashion consultancy agency Fashion Equipped. With 25 years of experience in the industry and a wealth of knowledge, Elizabeth knows a thing or two when it comes to building a successful business. In this episode, Elizabeth shares how she equips her clients with the knowledge, skills and networks that will help them build a successful fashion business and also how you can kickstart your career with their one-of-a-kind online program. If you've ever wanted to start your own label, wholesale business or anything in between, then make sure you keep on listening to this episode of Fashion Avenue. Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining me on the Fashion Avenue podcast. Thanks, Amber. Thanks for having me. No worries. Um, So I'm really interested to know, when did you first develop an interest in this industry? Well, Amber, I think I've always felt a connection to fashion, but I guess at an early age, it was more on a deeper level. So more around fashion, perhaps as an expression of self, perhaps how it can transform rather than, you know, be functional or the wearability of it. Whereas now, I just absolutely love the dynamics of the industry, the high energy um, and just how it's always evolving, you know, never static, always interesting, that's for sure. Absolutely. It's always changing. There's always something new, which, yeah, just keeps everyone hooked, I think. So did you study at all? I didn't formally study study fashion in my early years, but I have been a lifelong student in various forms. Yep. Um, so I started working in retail at the age of 16, and that was really the beginning of my kind of real life education, yep. I'd say, and it certainly led me to wanting to seek more. So my formal study, that started um, in fashion and retail buying when I landed a job at Kmart HQ wow. back in the day, um, and that was as a buying assistant in my early 20s. And then that quickly kind of um, escalated to me working my way up to being promoted to a trainee buyer. And at that stage, it was Coles Meyer was the parent company. So I was inducted into the Coles Meyer trainee program. And at that time, it was a pretty intensive training program that spanned over two years. Wow. So it was on-the-job training. So they certainly kept you on your toes. Um, and that was combined with various professional courses so that complemented the on-the-job training. So there was a diploma in retail studies that I completed at Monash University. There was executive training programs focused on things like business management. So when I look back, Amber, it was the perfect combination, the perfect grounding in such a fast industry so yeah and that led to many other things which I'm sure we're going to chat about yeah absolutely wow so it definitely seems like you've had a bit of a career so what was it like prior to starting fashion equipped yeah well it's been I hate to say it but it's been over 25 years now oh, in wow. the fashion industry yeah <laughs> um, wow. I'll be showing I'll be showing my age but um, <laughs> I'm super fortunate to have worked with some of Australia's largest retailers and wholesalers um, my qualifications are grounded in retail buying through that training that I applied. So I was a buyer for many years, you know, working for Kmart, managing multi-million dollar portfolios at a very young age when I think about it now. But over the years, I've, you know, also held senior roles in wholesale. So working right across the board, strategic planning, sales and marketing, product development and sourcing, uh, business management and 
one of my passions, which is training, teaching and mentoring. But in addition to that grounding in the industry, I've also owned and run my own wholesale business where we were selling multiple categories right across the industry from David Jones to Maya, the Paris staff, independent boutiques right around Australia. So if I was to sum it up, there's kind of those three key areas. It's retail buying, it's wholesale, which led to many senior management roles and then owning my own business and now passing it on through mentorship and consultancy. Yeah, I love that. How has your previous experience assisted you in what you're doing now? Well, it has served me extremely well. I can honestly say that if I hadn't had all of that experience and certainly hadn't owned and run my own business, it would be much harder to relate to the businesses that I work with today. Absolutely. So I think, you know, anyone who's working in corporate fashion, you know, we know how structured it is. And, you know, you've kind of got people at your fingertips to help you out. You've got a department for this and a department for that and you're not in it alone. But when you start your own business, you know, going solo is a totally different dynamic and it can be super daunting. Absolutely. So I guess at this stage of my career, I'm able to, you know, offer that diverse big business knowledge to those who are emerging in the space. Um, and that can be extremely valuable. I think it's something I would have loved when I was starting out, that's for sure. Absolutely. To be able to do that and to pass all that knowledge on, especially, you know, 25 years of experience, I can only imagine just how valuable that is to your students. Yeah, sometimes, you, you know, until you reflect on the knowledge you've acquired over many years, you know, until you do that, you kind of just keep going doing what you do. Yeah. But I think many, many of us can underestimate, you know, the value in what we have to pass on. Absolutely. So why did you start Fashion Equipped? Well, that's a very good question. I wasn't actually planning on starting a consulting agency. Okay. Um, but I did because... At the time, just before I launched it, I did see a very clear gap in the market. So um, at that particular time, I was doing some teaching at Melbourne School of Fashion. It's now called, they've rebranded, they're called Fashion Masters now. But I was invited to do a guest lecture and then I was offered a teaching job. And at that point in my career in the industry, I thought, okay, you know, this sounds quite inspiring. And it was at that time where I started to realise how much knowledge I'd acquired. So after doing that for a period of time, I had an aha moment one day when one of my students asked me, they said, we're graduating. Um, Elizabeth, you know, where do I seek help? I'm graduating. I want to start my label. And I couldn't answer it. I'm wow. like, oh. I'm like, I I don't actually know. I don't know what help is out there for those transitioning from education to industry because I'd worked in corporate fashion, not, you know, really with fashion startups at that stage. So I started doing some research, could not find anyone out there. So I said to this student, look, let's just start an informal mentorship group um, because when they told me they were graduating, taking some significant funds that their parents were giving to them to go and start their own label, my heart kind of started beating quite fast. I'm like, oh, you're super talented. You're extremely creative. But when it comes to the business side of fashion, um, I've got some concerns. Yeah, right. So that's where I started doing some informal mentorship at that time to fashion graduates that, look, over time, I found very, very quickly that it wasn't just fashion graduates that needed help. There's so many people out there looking for fashion industry-specific advice. There's a lot of fashion consultants, advisors, but generally they're kind of, you know, financial-based or, yeah, just accounting-based and quite operational-focused rather than fashion industry-specific knowledge, you know, from all of the key pillars of kind of planning and launching a business. So, yeah, so I started, you know, kind of working one-on-one, attracting a client at a time through word of mouth, those who want to start their own venture, 
Many of them had worked in fashion, some studied, some just were entrepreneurial and wanted to go out on their own. So that's how it all started. And that was way back in 2011. Wow. Um, and then I formalized the business as an agency in 2012. Great. It's so crazy because getting that sort of advice is just invaluable because it's not something you can just Google and get all the answers to. No, you can certainly go to the University of Google, but it's going to be, um, it's going to be quite disjointed and you can't, you know, trust everything you read. So yeah. I think that what with what with what we've been able to do is certainly take that hard work out of it and really capture all of the crucial information that a startup needs and put it into one one platform. Yeah, you certainly found a, a great gap there. Yeah, I think that, you know, back like back then I didn't really know what I'd come across and it probably was about two years into the business where things really started to evolve and, you know, we kind of found ourselves at capacity pretty quick. When I say we, it was myself and it was Manuela who's our senior consultant. She was kind of there with me from day one okay. and then we started, you know, building our team because we were at capacity and then we were like, okay, you know, one-on-one, it's, um, it's a bit of a hard slog because sometimes clients will come in for a session or two and then they'd be off on their merry way and I'd be thinking, oh my gosh, they don't have enough information to go out and actually launch and invest in their business yet. Um, And that's where the idea for our online program came up. Uh, where we launched that in 2017. But yeah, no doubt we'll chat about that. Yeah. Um. So what is it for anyone who is listening that doesn't know, what is it that Fashion Equipped does and who can it help? Okay, so put simply, because this is a super hard thing to articulate. Okay. I think if we've had any big challenge in our business, it's been articulating exactly what we do and how we can support a client. Right. But put simply, we exist to really help the client to plan, launch and grow their fashion business and most importantly, so that they don't have to do it alone. And we do that through various, I guess, arms of the business. So the online program is one of them and we'll chat a bit more about that soon. But the one-to-one mentorship um, and consultancy and community, that is absolutely the icing on the cake because our clients come into our community and they're tapping into a ready-made startup ecosystem. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if they're at the idea phase or the concept phase or they might be close to launch or they could already be trading and they're looking to scale their business and go next level. Um, they're able to tap into that ecosystem, which is led by, you know, fashion industry mentors with long-term industry experience. That's incredible. You must have just a little black book of contacts that are just incredible. <laughs> uh, look, I think we've been fortunate, you know, 25 years in the industry, you certainly yeah. do. Um, you know, you build a lot of relationships and, you know, let's face it, we all want to work with those that, you know, we really enjoy, that we respect, yep. that we know are credible and going to look after our clients and nurture our clients. So Absolutely. a big part of what we do is, you know, connecting um, and really kind of, I guess, promoting and encouraging collaboration. You know, really, really important. Yeah, absolutely. Collaboration is so important. And I, I, you know, there are so many people who love to work individually and all of that, but there's nothing like being able to have someone else to chat to or to get guidance from. I I totally agree. And I think, you know, we've never felt it any more than we have since kind of being in, um, in lockdown. You know, the word, like we've used the word isolation as part of, you know, trying to articulate to a client that, you know, working in isolation is no fun. Yes. And we've been saying, kind of articulating it that way for many years, but right now we truly have been in isolation. We've all felt that. I think that 
And you cannot underestimate um, the power of the collective, you know, whether it's being in the studio with fellow colleagues and just the vibe and the energy that comes from working with others, whether that's in an online platform, a Facebook group or in a co-working space, doesn't matter, but it is, it is very powerful. Absolutely. And it's just healthy having, you know, someone else there or someone else to talk to. It's just, um, it's good for the mental health as well. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Because we all get caught in our own heads and we all do it. doesn't matter where we're at yeah. um, in business or life. You know, we all have those moments of doubt and just trying to work through, through things ourselves. And um, there's no, nothing like being able to, you know, say that out loud. That's the first step and yeah. then get some feedback and kind of break down those you know challenges we all might be facing at times. hundred percent speaking of doubt did you ever have any doubt about this business uh yes absolutely I think like any like any other startup out there um I think until you work through you know those early days that proof of concept really I think owning your value and understanding your value I think was kind of a big part of our development yeah. So, you know, really looking at the business and saying, have we really got something that people want? And we answered, uh, you know, a resounding yes to that. So it was absolutely a service and a community that people wanted. Um, was the business scalable? That was really the big question. You know, based on a, a one-to-one kind of model back in the early days, where you've got small kind of tight team of industry professionals, you can only help so many people and I think for us when it became real it's like okay we really want to reach the masses the people who really need the most help and we've been able to do that through our Start Your Fashion Business Online program now so it was really in 2017 that it was like yes this is this is the real gap this is what people need they need to be able to access help from anywhere globally absolutely Um, and that's it's all about online, you know, we can take the business so far in an in-person kind of format. That's right. um, but this has really been a game changer for us. So, yes, there were doubts in the early days, but it's like any business, you've got to work through those doubts and um, it's up to, you know, it's up to the business to prove uh, that it is sustainable and it is scalable. Totally. So, speaking of the program, so start your fashion business. What does this program teach and what does it offer compared to other fashion business courses out there? Okay, well, start your fashion business is a 10-module program and so those 10 modules have been crafted very specifically around the 10 key pillars of establishing a sound fashion business. And that takes you right through from the concept stage, so from really um, planning the business right through to launch. Okay? Right. So those 10 key pillars cover all of those steps. Um, but it's not just an online program or an online course. It's not like, you know, there's a lot of courses out there and they're kind of handed over to the community and perhaps there's no engagement or real people um, that are driving or leading that course. So for us, there's a couple of really key things that have been important to the success of our online program. And it's the engaged community. So it's all of the peer-to-peer support that happens in the engaged community. And it's certainly um, the engaged leadership of the mentors um, in our community. So it's really a dynamic learning experience. Um, The other point of difference is it's self-paced and you certainly don't need to do it alone, but it's self-paced and you can complete um, the program in as little as 12 weeks or you can take up to 12 months. But But even after that 12 months, you'll be offered to join our alumni. So once you're in our community, you know, we're there for you at every stage of business. It's not just 
it's not just an online program or a course. Yeah. It is it's essentially it's ongoing business development because those three phases that I spoke about, you know, really being at the discovery phase or close to launch or already trading, yeah. they all require different levels of support. So our online program certainly has something in there for everyone. But then members of our community can also reach out to invest in one-to-one mentorship. Okay. okay. So we've got real life industry professionals that can support that journey throughout the program and beyond. And so I guess another point of difference is that it's absolutely a fraction of the price um, in regards to any other courses out there. And, and our course is not just about the academic side. This is about um, planning, launching and growing a business in real time. So it's really for those who you know, they, they certainly, they might still be in the discovery phase, but, you know, they might be maybe even a year or two out from wanting to get their business up and running. You can certainly do it faster, um, but it's not like going to Saturn Uni and then you might go into the industry and then you may not ever start your own business. This is specifically for those wanting to launch their own brand or label. Yeah. What's probably the most popular type of fashion business um, that you're seeing coming through the course? Well, predominantly all of the fashion businesses are, you know, going to be an e-commerce business predominantly. Yeah. Um, they may combine that with wholesale. So okay. wholesale may end up being about 20% of their business at some stage in the journey. Yeah. But we work with clients right across the board in all categories. So women's wear, men's wear, children's wear, accessories, bridal, active, lifestyle products, you name it. Wow. So that's another unique point of difference because with my experience in the industry, which has been multifaceted, and then my who all specialise in key areas, we're able to bring that knowledge from you know diverse diverse categories, diverse products, diverse even sourcing models between local and offshore. So yeah, so it's 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 very dynamic in terms of the community, and I think that's a benefit for those involved as well because you're always learning something different from your peers in the community. Yeah, and that sort of uh, experience and that sort of knowledge is just second to none. You know, it's just um it's invaluable. I know I had a mentor in uni, and just being able to sit with someone and just chat about things and ask some questions was so much better than just sitting in a lecture and trying to absorb everything. I, I agree, Amber. I think, you know, some of the clients that come and speak with us or, you know, we, we might work in a business strategy session, they're often saying it out loud for the first time. So they're articulating their vision yeah. out loud to someone else for the first time. They're presenting their concept boards. They might be talking about their target audience. All of these things that have been mulling over in their mind or perhaps been on a piece of paper, this is visually the first kind of formal point of, of saying it out, out loud. And even that can be really, um, really valuable, you know, just to get that validation and that feedback from somebody else. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's nothing like it. You know, we always see our clients light up in that setting, which is really really quite exciting. Yeah, that's nice when people actually light up and they're excited about their ideas. It's lovely. Yeah. So should you already have an idea of what you want to do before starting the program? No, not necessarily. Um, Many of our clients develop their ideas and their business model with the support of the program. So, you know, some and even those clients who do come to us with a very matter-of-fact idea, it could change when they're partway through the program right. because what the program does is it encourages and, and helps the client to unlock different ideas and different ways of doing things. So many of our clients come and they say, look, we've got a you know a kind of idea of what we want to do, um, but we just don't know where to start. That's what I see over and over again. It's like we know we want to do something, but we don't know where to start. Yeah. So with the SYC program, it's really, that's the blueprint which takes that client 
step by step through the idea phase, the research phase, the concept, you know, right through to being um, equipped to launch. And so clients will be at various parts in the journey, but I've specifically developed the program to kind of work systematically. So each module supports the next module. We've had lots of clients say, oh, can I just, you know, can I just do module eight? I just want to do module eight on marketing. Like, well, no, because that is just one dimensional. Okay, what about the product development? What about the sourcing? What about the financial analysis? Because without that, there's no point going straight to, you know, step eight if you haven't completed steps one to seven. So I've been really passionate about that as much as, you know, it's quite a deep dive when you do start the program. It's not leaving any gaps in knowledge, which really ensures the client minimizes their risk. Yeah. And then they maximize their opportunities on the other end of it. That's amazing. I love that. I want to do the Thanks. course. I want to do it. <laughs> well, Amber, we can get you signed up tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, amazing. <laughs> so what are your fees like and do you have payment plans? I know this is probably a bit of um a bit more of an intrusive question, but obviously when people are looking to do, you know, to better their knowledge online or, or wherever it is, um, yeah. obviously there's a cost there. So um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. And we call it an investment, not a cost, because I think that, you know, what we really try and encourage people to do is invest in themselves. They're really investing in their own development. So our historical fees for the program, so for the entire program that I um, articulated, has been under $2,000. Okay. And there's been a three-part payment plan available. Now, right. just recently, we've we've paused our enrolment temporarily and we're going to be relaunching later this year with a slightly different model. Okay. So our vision for the remainder of 2020 and 2021 and beyond is to make the program and the community even more accessible to those who need support. So we know that, you know, the startup, the startup journey is really tough. And, um, you know, we all have a very tight budget at the beginning of the journey. So what we're looking to do is certainly make that more accessible. And then what that allows is the client to then invest in one-to-one mentorship if they need it. So we spoke about how important it is, you know, having that person in the same room or just, you know, in your corner. Um, and we feel that that's the best combination. When the program is combined with working with a mentor, that's when the magic happens. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we'll be relaunching around September or opening enrolments again around September. So you can certainly watch this space. Oh, that's and exciting. anyone, yeah, and anyone who's interested, Amber, can go to our website and register on our wait list for now. Oh, great. So they can, yeah, that's great. Already register and be on the wait list. Awesome. Yeah. Well, September's not too far away now, so that's exciting. Yeah, not not, not at all. It'll be here before we know it. Yeah, absolutely. So what have some of your past clients and students gone on to do after completing the program? Well, many of them have launched their business. So certainly we've had many, many clients in our community who joined us at the very early stages. So just being in that ideas phase and they're now up and trading. Wow. So that's a super proud moment for us and we've got, you know, a list of hundreds of brands that have been able to do that. So that's a really proud moment. You know, when you meet someone and it's just an idea, just something in their mind and then 12 months later you see this business 
fully launched, coming out the other end. Wow. Um, it's kind of like a child being born. It's, it's super, yep. super exciting, you know. And then we've got other clients who came to us when they were already trading and now they've been able to take their business next level. So that might be, you know, increase the financials in the business. It might be diversifying into other product categories. It might be, you know, re-strategizing on their supply chain, whether that's something between local sourcing and offshore. So usually that's quite, they're quite dynamic really quick, I guess, progressions that we see for the businesses that are already trading. Yeah. And then I think, you know, we've got so many clients in our FYC community right now that are getting very, very close to launch. So many of them were going to launch in 2020 and some mm. of them are putting that off till 2021 now yeah. based on, you know, based on the current landscape. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, that's a very proud moment because we're really, you know, we're seeing all of this come to light. You know, whether that's a product, whether that's finding their, you know, amazing manufacturer, whether that's their brand concept. So, yeah, so they're achieving a lot, essentially. Yeah, they are. And taking their time to do it isn't a bad thing. No, no, I totally agree. And, you know, that's the beauty of that community. You know, you can be in an ongoing. Um, and what we're really excited to be launching now, actually just started last week, with an FYC um, Q&A series where we're going to be bringing the stories of our brand in that. our community to life. Yeah, so we've been doing our industry Q&As, which you know, I'll chat about soon, but this is about, you know, the brands, the um, designers, the fashion entrepreneurs in our community and we'll be doing those Facebook Lives to, yeah, so they can tell their stories, which is very cool. Oh, that's so exciting. I love hearing from other people, hence why I have this podcast um, and yeah. hence why you're on it. So <laughs> that's just something that, yeah, is, is music to my ears really. So that's exciting. Okay. Um, and so what do you think is the secret to a long-lasting business in the fashion industry since you've had so much experience? Yeah, okay, that's a good question. I think resilience is absolutely key, Amber. I think, you know, having that resilience, that tenacity um, to keep going, to, you know, certainly become a very um, a very uh, fine-tuned problem solver is really, really important. Um, at the fundamental level, knowing your numbers, understanding your financials is absolutely crucial. Yeah. And that can be a really challenging one for creative. And, you know, my... my Advice would be around that, you know, if you're not a person who enjoys working with financials, work with someone who does. Yeah. Okay, because that's absolutely, um, you know, the fastest way to go out of business is to run out of money. Yes. And unfortunately, we see, you know, businesses failing due to just not having their sound finances in place from day one. Yeah. So super important. Um, having a sound plan and doing the research, you know, that's, that's the hard spot. That's the beginning of the journey, but it's got to be done. You know, often we can see, um, you know, startups getting super excited about products and sourcing, but they don't have a plan. Yeah. So it's like, hang on a minute, you know, just go back a couple of steps before you go forward. I think that that is, um, that is absolutely, you know, it, it's a, it's a step, unfortunately, we see that's missed all the time. I think seek help. You know, it's not realistic to think that this can be done alone. So that's, really important and to understand you know and nurture and respect your customers you know being a customer centric purpose-led business mm -hmm. um, certainly equals longevity in our industry Definitely. and then finally I think my final tip would be just being aware of 
you know, what's changing in the industry. You know, there's been significant shifts happening in our industry. Um, in the future of fashion, it's all about embracing sustainability yes. and transparency and Absolutely. technology. Yep. So I love that. That's amazing advice. And I think it's so true where people get excited about their idea and then they miss a lot of steps and then it can just be chaos or they lose momentum or, you know, they weren't prepared. So that was really good to hear that. Yeah, you really kind of need to slow it down and, you know, do some steps before you get too overexcited. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. And I think, you know, it is natural in the early days because you yeah. get excited and you want yeah. to move through it really quickly. But most people, especially um, those coming to us that don't have a fashion industry experience, they do underestimate what's involved. Yeah. It's like, you know, there is this, I think there is this um, sentiment out there that anyone can start a fashion business. Anyone can get into the fashion business mm-hmm. without any formal training. And I think that that, you know, that's a very dangerous kind of thought mindset to have. I'm definitely all for entrepreneurship and, you know, and taking well-considered risk but you know it's kind of like me saying you know I want to be whatever a doctor tomorrow and just yeah. let me in, just let me in the hospital I'm just gonna have a go oh it's not goodness, it's, yes. it's not it's not gonna go well so no. it's the same with any industry I think you know do your due diligence invest in yourself and make yeah. sure you know what you're getting into that's for sure great advice and what's something that fashion business owners often get wrong something that you see quite often yeah I think Definitely trying to wing it without the experience. Yep. Probably just, you know, tying into what I said um, just a moment ago. Yep. Definitely don't wing it, guys. You know, everyone listening, do not wing it. Yeah. Um, diving in without that plan, especially those financials. And look, I see time and time again, and this is what really hurts, is when someone comes to me and they're already down the track and they've ended up with a spare room or a garage or a warehouse full of stock that they just can't sell because they didn't do their due diligence. Oh, no. And that that just ends up costing them. You know, that can be the end of the business before it even got started. Yeah, that's sad. So, yeah, so if you seek help in the beginning, you know, that is going to pay off, you know, tenfold, if not more, you know, in the long run because if you do wing it, it will absolutely, I can guarantee that it's going to end up costing more in the long run. Just there's so many expensive startup mistakes that, you know, we want our clients in our community to avoid. Um, so, yeah, definitely seek help. And, and we see lots of people not. And I don't know whether it's, you know, maybe they feel a little bit overwhelmed or a little bit intimidated by seeking help. But I, that's definitely something, you know, we've certainly tried to make our community as welcoming and as accessible as possible for, you know, for those at all stages. Yeah, no question is a stupid question. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Something I find um, and that I found when speaking to different people or reading different things about, um, especially if you're a business and, you know, you're already trading and you're looking to scale up, a lot of um, I find businesses where they fail is that they scale up too quickly. Yeah, absolutely. That that can happen. And I think that especially, especially it comes back to the financials. So a good example yeah. of that is I have lots of clients looking to get into the wholesale business. So they've been predominantly in e-commerce business for several years and now they're going to go after wholesale and not really understanding the funding that you need because you are paying for inventory in advance most times and so they may go out and take all of these orders from amazing retailers and then it's almost secondary to that it's like oh crap how am I going to fund this and so that that's 
that, you know, growing too quickly, it's got to be a considered strategic approach mm. and that financial modelling has to be done in advance. But that's where, unfortunately, sometimes we see it come tumbling down yes. um, and then there's a bit of crisis management involved in that. Yeah. Oh, God. I want to avoid that at all costs. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so you speak regularly at industry events and you're a mentor for the Australian Fashion Council's curated program. So yeah. tell me about how that came about. Well, I've been involved with the Australian Fashion Council um, from the early days of them launching their curated program. And I was actually asked by a client of mine to join them on the AFC advisory board at wow. the time. So it was it was it was when the curated program was just an idea, and so we were all there was a, a board. So there was about ten or twelve of us at the time from the industry, all contributing, you know, various um, aspects, and in particular the need of emerging brands and emerging designers when it came to um, accessing their target market. So, wow. and in this case, it's brick and mortar retail initiatives and workshops that the AFC offer through their curated program as well as, you know, now opportunities to participate in fashion festivals and so many other industry initiatives. So that's been really inspiring to be part of that and see the AFC grow and diversify their program over the last couple of years. So I usually take on, it depends, it could be up two to four of their designers per year to mentor. And then, yeah, in addition to that, I'm, you know, we participate in the International Sourcing Expo each year. So I always hold a seminar there, which is usually to an audience of a few hundred people, right. you know, on something that's super topical and we exhibit over the three days. And we meet a lot of, you know, budding business owners there, which is which is usually really, um, it's just dynamic because you're kind of like speed dating for business. Yeah. You're seeing so many people on each day. Yeah. And it's really interesting to hear the diversity of different businesses that are being launched. Yeah, that's exciting. And yeah, it is. It is. And then in addition to that, I regularly speak at fashion universities. I think my last one was at RMIT Great. for the Masters of Fashion Entrepreneurship cohort. And yeah, so I love just sharing, you know, all the knowledge that I've acquired. It's just really nice to, um, yeah, to be able to do that through public speaking. That's fantastic. And you'll find that so many people appreciate that and appreciate what you do and want to listen to everything you say. I know I could probably pick your brain for hours <laughs> <laughs> just hearing about, you know, all the knowledge that you have. And yeah, yeah. it would just, you'll be so valuable. So obviously you're doing the right thing and um, really, yeah, showing your talents there and, and knowledge, which is fantastic. Um, you're welcome. So what does a day in your life look like? I'm really interested to know this, actually. Yeah, it's usually pretty hectic. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've started, um, especially over since we've been, you know, well, we haven't, we've been working out of the studio, out of the office. I've yep. been trying to implement a morning routine. I haven't perfected that yet, but I do, yep. I love to start my day, you know, on a quieter pace. And whether that's going for a walk, whether that's yoga, meditation, whatever nice. it might be. Yep. So I haven't perfected it yet, but that is my goal. <laughs> that is my goal. So yep. before 2020 is over, I want to make sure I've perfected my morning routine because I think for any business owner out there, any entrepreneur, it sets you up for the day. Absolutely. Especially with what I do, you know, it is energetically draining. You are giving a lot to your clients and you've got to be switched on and you've got to make sure you've got high energy levels. So that's mm. super important. Um, and then, Amber, I'll pretty much get straight into it and it's usually the priority is mentoring sessions for the day. So 
by one-on-one clients and that at the moment has been via video call. So thankfully we have Zoom yes. on our side. Yes, Um So I don't know where we'd be without that at the moment. Oh, no. And or, you know, when things open up again, it will be at our HQ, which is based in South Melbourne. So one-on-one awesome. clients, you know, their strategy sessions, um, ongoing mentorship, you know, usually I'll work with clients that could be three months, it could be six months or more. Okay. Um, and then we've got clients coming to deep dive strategy sessions. So that's a priority in most of my days. Um, and then follow it on by that. The next most equal priority is leading and supporting our start your fashion business community. Perfect. And that involves a lot of showing up and a lot of creating engaging content because, you know, running our online program, it's not just a set and forget element of our business. It's yeah. very community focused. So we've got our private Facebook group. We have monthly coaching calls. I've been doing the industry Q&As. There's social media, blogs, articles, all of that. And then team meetings be part of the week at some stage so we'll meet with my core team so we have Anna who's our community manager we've got Ali who works on social media and then we've got our mentors so we've got Manuela who specializes in creative and design we've got oh. Sammy Cashin yes, from Unzip Management she was on so Sammy's, yes she was she was so Sammy's um, our wholesale specialist and then we have Andrea Goulding who is the owner of the Power Kids so she helps kids where businesses get up and, and scale and grow. Right. So, yeah, so the team is a very important part, um, you know, of my day and my week. And then most recently, I'm leading two exciting projects. So, Ooh. speaking of mentors, where we are launching a platform called Your Mentor Collective. So, it's a new online program, uh, platform that's going to showcase a collective of really high caliber industry mentors, wow. which will be hand handpicked by me. And um, so becoming, you know, a professional mentor is very different to having coffee with a friend and just getting a little bit of feedback. You know, as we spoke about earlier, that kind of formal professional relationship can be very profound. Yeah. So, you know, this collective is going to be suited to those who want to pass their knowledge on in a professional structured way that's, you know, really valued by a mentee. So there'll also be like a professional training component for the mentors. So I've acquired a lot of knowledge over the last many years when yes. it comes to, you know, professional client management and structuring and, you know, how do you ensure that the mentee is going to get the best out of the time together and their investment. So, yes, yeah, so it's really, you know, something that I'm passionate about building so that our community has access to specialists in their field. And, you know, for those industry professionals out there that are passionate about this, it's a great opportunity for an incremental revenue stream, you know, doing something that you absolutely love. Yes. So that's one of my projects. And then the second one is we're organising a sourcing trip to India in 2021. So this is a super unique opportunity. We're kind of pulling back the curtain and we're collaborating with Emma Puckett, who is the founder of Nordic, which is a fashion resort label. And she also runs a business called Round the Globe, which hosts experience trips. So this is going to be like a money can't buy experience where Emma and I will open up, you know, our expertise on that trip and the attendees will get access to her trusted manufacturers and resources on the ground in India, which will be absolute gold. Any wow, mm, that cool. sounds incredible. Yeah, and we can't wait for those borders to open, Amber. Yeah, <laughs> hurry up. <laughs> I know. Get the virus over with. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow, yeah. that sounds amazing. I want to come along. I want yeah, to... we can. <laughs> yes. 
Oh my goodness. How exciting. That's that's really, really exciting. And yeah, for those listening, you will want to get on that. That could sound incredible as well as the Mentor Collective. That could sound, yeah, yeah great. We're going to be, um, we're going to run an info session in July. So um, those who are interested will be able to come along to a Zoom session, a Zoom Q&A with Emma and myself. Perfect. And um, we're only going to be able to take 10 people on each trip. So it'll be application only, but that'll be a great opportunity um, to come and connect with myself and Emma. So we'll certainly post that on our socials and on our website. So yeah, just keep your eye out. Yeah, watch this space. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And so you did mention before that you've been doing uh, a Q&A series. So you've been doing it with uh, industry leaders. So what is it that we can learn from your chats? What sort of uh, pieces of gold can we find in, in your series? Oh, and so much. It's all the key takeaways have been absolute gold. We've been speaking, you know, about current topics. Obviously, I started this Q&A just during um, lockdown because you now our community was just a lot of our you know, our businesses that were up and trading that we work with were hurting. You know, it was quite a shock to the system yeah. when shutdowns were kind of implemented. So I started this Q&A as a way of really bringing some real life experience into our community's world from those who are, you know, thought leaders and kind of game changers, um, thought leaders and yeah, game changers in the industry. So I'm still working out a way. I've been um, transcribing each one of these Q&As that we want to package all of that information up and share it with our, with our community. Yeah. But essentially, so I encourage anyone who's listening, if they want to find out more, just head to our website, go to the Q&A series. But we've spoken to Catherine Wills, who's the founder of Bombay. We've right. spoken to Lana Wilkinson, Lana. who's Australia's most thought out you know, sought after fashion stylist and designer yeah. of Lana Wilkinson's footwear, Melissa Singer, the national fashion editor of The Age, um, Effie Katz, who's a Melbourne Love, love designer, yep. you know, Layla, the head of the Australian Fashion Council, so many more, Amber. So please, yeah, for those listening, you will, I, I can't articulate in words the golden takeaways, but if you listen to those interviews, you'll be blown away. There's Amazing. so much to learn and so much to apply to your business or your business development in real time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to get on some of those. Yeah, absolutely. And just a little, you heard it first here, we've just secured Doug Stevens, who is known as the Retail Prophet. So he's a retail futurist. He's a speaker. He's an author of two best-selling books. Um, So he's going to be on our Q&A in June. So that's super exciting. Yes. Oh, wow. That is exciting. Wow. Yeah, I'm definitely going to get on that. That sounds great. You actually um, listed a couple of uh, past podcast guests there too, Lana and and Effie. So that's that's great. Oh, nice. Yeah, they're amazing. (laughs) They are. So obviously you've had a huge career. So I'm really interested to know what's your what's been your biggest career highlight? Mm, okay. So I've been yeah, I've been very fortunate. I think I've had some pretty phenomenal ones. I think if I look back on my journey, especially in my twenties, I think being, you know, trusted with senior roles at such a fairly young age, uh, looking back now, I think that has certainly been a proud achievement. Yeah. Um, I think in addition to that, you know, a big career highlight has been travel. I'm a passionate lover of travel. Yeah. So it's certainly hurting right now. Yes. Um with the shutdowns. But you know, traveling to stunning places all over the world as part of my job to research fashion. Mm. Certainly a career highlight. Loved every minute of that. Absolutely. Um, and then most recently, Amber, I think it's just helping others, you know, to really make their fashion business dreams a reality. That's pretty special. Seeing yeah. something, you know, something um, developed and launched, um, you know, when it just starts as an idea, that is certainly, you know, that's 
a highlight of what I do now. Um, but I'm not done yet. So yeah. I'm sure no doubt whatever comes next will be super exciting. And in particular, those two key projects with our mentor collective and the trip to India, I think they're going to probably be up there. Absolutely. Um, with the highlights for sure. Yeah, looking forward to hearing uh, <laughs> about those. So, yeah, that sounds awesome. And cool. so what do you love most about the fashion industry? Uh, look, I think to summarise that it's dynamic, ever-evolving. Um, it's not for the faint-hearted. So yeah, um, I do I do love that about it. I think that, you know, it does take that resilience and that tenacity um, and I think that's a great quality, you know, for any entrepreneur out there. But, yeah. in you know, in summary, it would be the dynamic, the dynamic element of it and the high energy that, you know, that comes with those dynamics as well. I love that. So what do you dislike the most? Um, dislike, I would say, look, it gets a bad rap at times, yeah. especially when it comes to, you know, sustainability, environmental issues. And I, I totally understand why it does, but it does get intense at times. And I would love for, you know, there to be an equally positive light shined on the industry more often because there's certainly a lot of good there. But that's probably the thing I dislike, you know, when it's kind of like, you know, you can, it kind of hurts, it kind of personally hurts when the fashion industry is getting a bit of a bad rap. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. And what do you see the future of the fashion industry being, especially given the current climate that we're in at the moment? Yeah, it, it, you know, there's some elements of that that are unknown at the yeah. moment. But I think one thing that's guaranteed is there's certainly going to be some casualties. You know, there's going to be some businesses at the moment based on what we're going through that don't come out the other end. And that's yep. really sad and unfortunate. So I feel that, you know, those who are not financially sound, you know, getting to those financials, they're, they're super vulnerable right now because cash flow is a real problem for most businesses. It is, yeah. Um, but, you know, in terms of the dynamics of the industry, the changes that we've all been pushing for for many, many years, we, we're seeing those accelerate. So there's more of a focus on the slowing down of fashion, never more than now, never more than these last few months. Absolutely. Um, you know, the industry demanding change around, you know, the slowing down of fashion. Yeah. You know, responsible sourcing, environmental and social responsibility, mindful development and mindful con consumerism. These are no longer just an option or a nice to have. They're a non-negotiable. Yep. So our new normal, I think that anyone not embracing it and not educating themselves in these areas, they're going to be left behind. Mm. I just can't see... Um, and, and especially if they're not already in amongst this, it's going to be hard to catch up. Absolutely. So I think that, you know, they're the key kind of changes that we're going to see. Yeah, there's there's almost a bit of a beauty coming out of this in the fashion industry. Just there is. making sure that we are slowing down and, and really taking into account all of the changes and um, yeah. being almost forced to make those changes. I, I totally agree. You know, there's been, you know, conversations around, you know, this is a reset. This is an opportunity for yes. re-emergence. When I interviewed Melissa Singer, she said, you know, this is an opportunity for enlightenment for our industry. So I think that, you know, we're more connected than ever. I think that, you know, fashion can be so fast-paced yep. and you're always thinking ahead. You're always thinking about the next season, the next year, the next range, the next trip. Yep. Um, and you almost become disconnected. It just becomes kind of, you know, an autopilot. Yeah. So I think that during this slowing down, like we've all physically had to slow down um, and had no choice, I think that that certainly created a lot of, you know, soul-searching and looking within within ourselves, within our businesses. Um, and I think as a collective, we will all want to do better. 
and and I think never more than now, you know, are we certainly committed and passionate about all doing better. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. And some of the conversations that I've had too, I did a uh, an episode just on um, how the coronavirus is going to be affecting the fashion and beauty industries moving forward and just some yeah. of the people I had on and uh, just some of the things that I found and just doing a lot of digging. It was just incredible to see that, you know, there is going to be a massive change in brands and people, no matter what kind of um, subcategory you work in in fashion or beauty it's all everyone's kind of looking to to really um action those changes i agree and i think there's going to be significant changes and there's going to be a lot of inspirational changes that come out the other end as well we're looking forward to it yeah Yeah. and what are you hoping to achieve with fashion equipped in years to come okay well that's an easier one Mm -hmm. um to help and inspire others to achieve their version of success i think you know that is why we exist to help others and it's not about what we want for them it's what they want it's their version of success um to certainly support you know the industry that we love you know one of our our key missions um in our business is to ensure that the small business success rate in the fashion sector is increasing because it's a terrible you know there's a terrible failure rate right now so Mm. we want that success rate to increase and to ensure that those who need help the most have it available to them Lovely. That's great. I love that. And where can we find out more about Fashion Equip? Well, you can head to our website, which is simply fashionequip.com.au and we're at Fashion Equip on all socials. So certainly follow us over at Instagram. That's where we post um, most frequently. We certainly ensure all of our Q&As are posted there. Anything exciting that's coming up in the business, you're going to hear about it on Insta. Yeah, great. You've got a great Instagram there. I love it. Awesome. Thanks. You're welcome. So I thought I would dive into a few random questions for you okay (laughs) okay so number one (laughs) I feel like everyone gets nervous with these and it's so funny because I hope that the listeners know that there was no prep around these questions (laughs) that's the beauty of it (laughs) the beauty of it for you the uh, vulnerability for your person on the other end (laughs) exactly need to make you a little bit uncomfortable in some way Go for it. I love it. That's where the magic happens, isn't it? When you're outside your comfort zone. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So number one, if you had to dress like any character from a TV show or a movie, who would it be and why? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh, a TV character. You know what, Amber? I don't watch a lot of TV. I think I'm going to have to pass. Or maybe, you know what? It would Mm be, um, I'm trying to think of the last Netflix binge I had, which yep. would have been around Mad Men. So oh, yep. I think I think in that era, that's how I'd be dressing. I don't know why, but yeah, yeah definitely like the that. fashion of that era resonates with me for sure. Yes. How good. That would be amazing. That's a good answer. <laughs> that's a good answer. And this is a bit random, but uh, would you rather be a tree or have to live in a tree for the rest of your life? Oh, I'd rather be the tree. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'll be, I'll be the tree. I'll go back to nature. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, I love that. That's a wholesome answer. So make sure you come past and hug me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I will. Yes, I will. <laughs> and what's the best piece of advice you have received? The best piece of advice I've received? Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, I think to build resilience. I think that... I don't know why, but that work ethic, that resilience, doesn't matter what mentor has come and gone in my life, 
from, you know, in my early days as a child, my dad was all that work ethic and resilience and Mm -hmm. that message is continually coming to my world no matter what I've gone through, no matter where I've been um, over the journey. So I'd say that's the advice. It certainly served me well today. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a a great word and it has so much behind it. I love it. Awesome. Great answer. Great questions, Anna. (laughs) (laughs) Tricky, tricky questions are good. (laughs) A bit random. I just like to spice it up a little bit on the podcast. I love it. (laughs) Well, Elizabeth, you have been so incredible. Thank you so much for your insight. And I can't wait to see what else you do with Fashion Equipped. Thanks, Emma. Thanks for your support. I really loved our chat. I loved it too. Thank you.